Welcome to Uplift, inspiring stories to uplift the world. I am Gemma Serenity Gorokov, your host, and today, coming from upstate New York, we have Tracy Ann Owens. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Hello, Tracy. <laughs> Hello. Tracy has an uncanny ability to uplift others. Her eclectic personality, positive outlooks, and storytelling ability brings smiles to thousands of people in her online and physical communities. She has a degree in psychology from the State University of New York in Oneonta, is involved in community theater, and has worked with children in environmental education and wilderness therapy. She has worked hard to overcome the many challenges of bipolar disorder and has a success story worthy to share. After her diagnosis, Tracy ended up on disability, discouraged and chronically depressed. Thankfully, she was inspired to reimagine herself and use the time to grow and heal. She is now in remission for bipolar one, the worst of it, from what I remember. To share all that she has learned, she started a business called Uplift with Tracy as a mindfulness coach and is currently working on growing her business and becoming a public speaker and an author. Most importantly, she takes great joy in raising her daughter to be strong physically, mentally and spiritually. Friends can connect with her on her website, upliftwithtracy.com, and there is also an, a link tree uplift with Tracy. Thank you for being here. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, what a blessing to have you reach out to me. Uh, I'm, I'm very happy. Oh, thank you. So Tracy, on Uplift, Uplift is a show that transcends cultures and borders to bring the most heartwarming, uplifting, and inspiring stories from around the globe. And you do have that kind of story. So maybe if you can give us an overview of the few elements of, of your life, especially the hurdle and how you overcame them. Ooh, where would we start? We can start, I remember that before we got on that uh, recording, we, you started to tell, okay, in your 20s, you met a guy who was unknowingly to you, drug addicts, but now what happens? And then, <laughs> that is a we take you the word to get started. started. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes, this was in my early 20s. I had just gotten out of college and I started working. And um, eventually I landed at a wilderness therapy school with troubled kids. And I had week, every other weekend off. And eventually I met someone and he was an older gentleman. And it was, I would say it felt magical at the time. You know, he was had this Jeep that we'd ride around in the Virginia forest with the doors off and the wind blowing in our hair and we'd go dancing. He could swing me around on the dance floor and I would see him every other weekend and I would stay with him. And this was before I had any faith or anything like that. And what happened was 
it started getting weirder. And one day I showed up at, at his house and the windows were all closed and I discovered him cooking methamphetamine. <laughs> it's different. Yes, it wasn't the type of cooking I thought I would see him in the kitchen doing. But um, so he pulled me in and he promised me that this was the last time he was ever going to do it. And being young and naive and, and loving and forgiving, um, I believed him. And I continued coming back. And unfortunately, you know, I went back another time and I, I found it again. I found meth in the kitchen, in the, oh, right in the oven. And it became an argument. I said, you were never going to do this again. You promised to never do this. And it turned into a big blow up. And what happened was he ended up pulling a pistol out and putting it to his head. And he said, tell me to shoot. And of course, at that moment, I calmed right down and said, no, everything's going to be okay. You know, put the pistol down. And he left. He, he got out of there. And it was that moment that I realized, you know, this is not safe anymore. And lucky for me I was strong enough to grab my things and get out of there and he was not there because he just left before you to actually stop you from leaving so you were able to leave safely and not being chased down by him or anything like that right yes so I was able to leave but it was that moment that I decided I should start praying, you know, that I'm working with these troubled kids and they need prayers and this man needs prayers and I still love him and I want the best for him, but I didn't know what else to do and pray for myself as well because I'm living out of my car now on the weekends that I have off. And so I, I started praying earnestly for, you know, God, if if you're real, give me a sign. If you're real, like, help me through this. Help these children. Help this man. And as you've heard. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you're laughing already. Like, okay, I want the next part because it's amazing. How did God show up to you? How did you receive that sign to know for sure that God is real even though it's not physical, in a human form. This is such a beautiful story, and I'm so thankful to be able to speak it now on, on a platform and, and that I'm not afraid to share it anymore because for so long, people wouldn't believe me, and I'm sure people still won't believe me, but... Every night I was at this wilderness therapy school and we would sit around the campfire and the children would go to bed and that's the place where I would journal and I'd, you know, kind of meditate and, and I'd say those prayers. And so I was really in touch with nature at that time. And there was no cell phones either. They were tucked away. 
so very, very in touch with the earth. And I did pray, you know, if there, if you're out there, God, give me a sign. And there had been this black bear being sighted around. And I thought it would be really cool to see it. <laughs> but one day I was leaving the campus and it happened to be my year anniversary. It was a year from when I had started. And a really strong intuition told me to turn down this dirt road. And so, okay, so I turned down this dirt road and I traveled down the dirt road and I ended up at a swinging bridge. And this was so significant to me because the year prior, when I was coming to the school for girls, I had gotten stuck on the other side of that swinging bridge and wasn't able to pass because cars can't go over swinging bridges. I'm like, how ironic. I'm, I'm back to the swinging bridge a year later, but on the other side. And I got this feeling of heat. And I got really hot, like a hot flash. And so I decided to turn off my car, go down into the water and stick my feet in to cool off. And as I'm sitting there, I hear splashing. And... I look upstream and what do you know, there's a black bear <laughs> splashing, just playing in the water. I was like, wow, how cool. I finally get to see this black bear. I was like, this just has to be a coincidence, you know. But when I thought that, it was uncoincidentally this feeling of euphoria this warm feeling, this tingliness went through my entire body. And it just reminded me of when you, you fall in love for the first time and you just are just, you just feel embraced by that love, but it was more intense. It was really strong. It could bring tears to my eyes just thinking about it right now. And it was at that moment that I realized, wow, I have a purpose that there is more to life than what meets the eye and that I am immensely and eternally loved. And there was no doubt in my mind at that moment when that happened, no doubt. And I tell you what, I looked up at the bottom of the swinging bridge was right here and the water was reflecting on the bottom of the swinging bridge. And I had an epiphany and I said, you know, I can't, I know the sun is up here, but the light is shining down and reflecting on that bridge. And that is like God reflecting off of all of us. We can't see it, but he reflects from us just like that swinging bridge. I can see that light and I just knew he was real. I just knew. I have been gorgeous amazing story thank you so yeah tracy has an uncanny ability to uplift others her eclectic personality positive outlooks and storytelling ability brings my i stand by all of these words i can tell you are absolutely amazing thank you thank you for such a, a, a strong story thank you for letting me let me share that wow i spent many oh. years um not believing in anything so really yeah mm -hmm. now you believe in god now you have the absolute true knowingness 
of that spiritual everlasting love that is mm. presence that we call God. But you still are dealing with a nasty, painful mental illness at that moment in time. Or, or will that start to show up later? Or was that already going on during that time? How do you remember? Well, that is a good question. Um, it was not too long after that moment that I was hospitalized um, for the first time. But, and I was diagnosed with bipolar one and I didn't want to believe it. You know, I just had a spiritual awakening. I had, I had an experience and nobody was believing me and all that negative energy started really affecting me. Um, but I had to admit that prior to that moment, I had two very, very severe depressions, one in high school and one in college, junior year of high school and junior year of college, where I started fearing the future. I started anticipating how can I, how can I do what I want to do with the rest of my life when there's all this pressure to pick one thing you know, you got to go to college, pick something. And I had all these interests. I was into theater and art and music and making movies. And, and they wanted me to pick one thing and I had to be rational, you know, and I had, I had a, a breakdown in high school. And then the same thing in, in college, when I started thinking about what am I going to do after this, the, the fear of the future, um, fear had been creeping into my life at that point. Um, but so after this diagnosis of bipolar, um, I continued to try to do the things that I loved. Um, wow. I ended up in Hawaii. I had a really nice time in Hawaii uh, working there and had an amazing experience there. And when I got back, my family was really worried. It was a, uh, they were worried about my mental health um, because of a manic episode that I had had. Now, I have to tell you that, that when I started to believe that, you know, I did have this disorder, I started realizing, you know, I, I, I do have these struggles and I tried to go back to work a couple times after the birth of my daughter and I ended up in the hospital two other times and that's when I accepted the diagnosis that you know what I, I am bipolar and I have this disorder that keeps me from being stable it's I am unstable and I am unable to hold a steady job. I am unable. I just started having these intrusive thoughts, this, these thoughts that these things that I wanted to do all these years, I'm never, definitely never going to be able to accomplish them now. I am never going to be able to accomplish them now because I am bipolar and I am broken and I am unstable. And you realize now, because you, you, you are much, much later than that moment in time now, 
you realize that when you are in the midst of that situation, you are putting a lot of I am out there with a lot of awful things behind that that must keep on happening to you because you have put I am in front of that. And when you realize that, you understand why it can go so bad, so much faster, as much as you, as fast as you uh, agree with it. Because every I am, you agree with whatever is painful or whatever is joyous. It became my identity. It yeah. really, really did. Um, the I am broken, I am unstable, I am unworthy happened a few times. Um, very strong. It was very strong. It got really bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now you have a daughter. Tiny baby. Growing now, up. Yes. And you are still dealing with all those intrusive thoughts and, 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 and wrong I amness, wrong, wrong statements, mm-hmm. allowing them to become more of your reality is like awful. There must have happened, something must have happened for you to get back your power, to get back your own power to choose your identity. Tell us how that came to be. And you are allowed to mention a book. You are allowed to mention a reference. That's totally okay. Okay. People want to know that, people want to know that kind of things. <laughs> yes. So mornings were the worst for me. I'd wake up every morning with this not auditory voice, but an internal voice that asked me, why did you ever wake up? You, you should have died in your sleep. It would, it would be easier to sleep your life away. It would be easier if you just fell asleep in death than to have to deal with life. And, and it's amazing. You, no one would have even known because by the time my daughter got up and I, I forced myself out of bed and fed my animals and gave her breakfast and, you know, then by the time noontime, the anxieties and the depressive thoughts were gone away a little bit. But I would also, I would sleep a lot of my day away because it was just, I didn't have the hope or the ambition that, you know, that I can achieve anything, you know, because that was, that was how I was identifying as myself. And it was no different uh, Christmas of 2021. I had woken up and those same intrusive, that awful voice was in my mind. But since it was Christmas, I asked myself, is this really something I'm going to have to deal with for the rest of my life? Is this, is this bipolar really? I'm 30, I think I was 34 at the time. I'm 34 years old. Is my life really over? You know, is this, is this thought really true? And that was the first I asked that because it was Christmas, you know, and you're supposed to be happy on Christmas. <laughs> um, and I made it to my grandmother's house for um, Christmas meal. And my sister hands me a book for a gift. And it was something that my friends had 
told me about, but I had totally forgotten, but my sister remembered and handed it to me. And it was Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Yes. Okay. So now you have a real ability to get ideas in your mind that will bring back your own power in your own mind so that you can actually beat this mental disease telling you awful things and awful I am statement as if it were you, but it's not you, so that you can get back your ability to, to talk it off. Yes. Right? Let me tell you, I, I didn't even open the book cover yet. It was just breaking the habit of being yourself, and I had this this aha moment, like, what if, what if myself, this identity I've had on myself is, is, is a habit now? What if these, these identities I've placed on myself can be changed and I could be someone else? I no longer have to be this broken, unstable, bipolar person. Maybe I can put on a whole new avatar, or a new character, a new identity. I can just put on try to act as if something could be better act as act differently and reimagine myself and it's funny because i took it to a whole new level <laughs> i i i talked to my mother at, at my grandmother's house and i said mom if i were a different person with a whole new name and a whole new personality what would it be and we came up with the name Vera Joy Waters because she's very joyful and flows like water. I just want life to flow like it did when I was when I was a young kid. You know, everything was just so easy until this di bipolar diagnosis. Things got so difficult. And I even made a Facebook for Vera Joy Waters. <laughs> yeah. And I friended only the friends I thought she would would friend you know the people that were inspiring and motivational and spiritual and happy and and interestingly by doing that that little act that little intention that you know things might be better it started snowballing in a positive direction and what do you know but one of the first things that came out of joining the joe dispenza community i discovered self-help communities life coaches what's a life coach <laughs> i didn't know they even existed and um i was invited to a free morning routine challenge and i thought that's exactly what vera joy needs she needs to wake up happy in the morning because if i'm unable to wake up happy in the morning how will i ever have a job how will i ever be successful and how cool it was that this just came out of nowhere, just plopped right into my lap, pretty much. Like, join this morning routine with us for free. And so I joined it. That is absolutely amazing. I'm so happy and grateful that this, this series of events were able to break you open so that you would be open to new possibilities and so that a glimpse of hope 
would actually break through the shield of that bipolar disorder and all kind of other things going on at that moment in time during that period. So grateful that you were able to grasp something good for you and stick with it. So you can tell us how hard it's, it is to stick with it at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, it's giving me chills thinking about it. Like how amazing that just having, like you said, that glimmer of hope, that, that mustard seed of hope that can grow into a tree. Um, I started that morning routine. And it was hard. You know, mornings were hard. I, I just wanted to go back to sleep. But because there was a community and they, we all had our own different struggles and we held each other accountable, we did our gratitude and our motivational um, videos and, and then meditated together. And at first, I just, I would fall asleep on the call. I couldn't sit up straight. And, um, but I, I did it. I continued to do it. And the angel that she is, she was only going to do seven days of this. And her name's Jennifer. Shout out to her. She decided to continue the morning routine out of the kindness of her heart. And um, after two weeks of daily meditating and doing and doing these this gratitude list and things, I got up. I was doing my chores, my household chores, and I realized... I don't have anxiety today. I, I, I woke up without those thoughts in my mind. I, I feel normal. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, maybe there's something to this. I'm really glad I stuck with it. And then there would be days that I didn't do it, you know, cause you know, you, you tend to go back to your old habits. It's really easy just to fall back into old habits. And, um, but I would notice a big difference for those days that I didn't do it. And um, so I get right back in there and I started doing it again. And because it helped me so much now, um, it's been over a year since I started doing that. I started teaching my own morning routine because I want to share that. I want to share that how special it is to start your day on a positive note and how it just, inculcates the rest of your day when you just put the intention and the motivation first thing in the morning how special that is mm. I think you can do it at any time during the day but the morning can, is very special. there are three portal moments in our days that are absolutely monumental in terms of manifestation mm that twilight of the morning when you are going from asleep to awake, that, that yeah. key moment, that is one portal. That same key moment when you relax, calm down, and drift to sleep. That one is also another one. When during those moments, in and out, you can visualize, be grateful, Know what you want. Imagine it. Imagine imagine it real. You make your dream come true so fast. And the third moment is when you have an orgasm. That is the best third, absolutely the best third portal moment. That when during the orgasm you are able to actually. Explore 
implode in your imagination. This is what I want. I have it. And you're so happy. I have it. And you are so ecstatically joyful, orgasmically joyful. (laughs) That's funny, but it's true. It's true. Those key moments are portals of creation that we have access to every single day if we if we so choose. Mm Truly amazing. Energy. It's a state of mind. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's, uh, it's absolutely beautiful. Mm, and amazing. like you said, when we imagine it, that we already have it, we're doing it now. You know, we can go into our imagination and imagine ourselves being that way already and, and feeling the way that it's that you want to feel as if it's happening already. And then you start resonating with those feelings and you start retraining your body to feel good and and make those feel good chemicals, the serotonin, the dopamine, instead of living in, you know, a state of fear and anxiety, which is the cortisol and the adrenaline that just runs through your, runs through your veins based on your thoughts alone. So, you know, what I learned from the book is, is that, we as a human species, we can, we can have these thoughts, these memories of bad things, and our body will produce the same chemicals as if the bad thing is actually happening. And so, so like a deer that's running away from a predator and it has the adrenaline running through its veins, we as a human, we can just think of those things and have the adrenaline running through our veins. Yes. And how much these habits habitually we think of these negative memories and these negative thoughts like oh i'm i'm so broken or this person hurt me and and you think those things and then you're living in that state of fear and that state of anxiety and how cool it is that with mindfulness and practicing you can think of positive memories and even positive events that haven't even happened yet you can imagine those things coming true and you are teaching your body to heal. You are so right and I'm so happy you got that memo. You got that teaching, that awareness, that epiphany so that you may actually connect with love, joy, peace, gorgeous bliss, appreciation. Wow, gratitude. Yes. That is uplifting. This is why I was so grateful when I started to hear your story say, uplift with Tracy. We're going to put you on uplift. Just watch. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Thank you so, so much. So upliftwithtracy.com. Tracy, that version of the spelling is T-R-A-C-Y because we have many possibilities. This is the one. (laughs) T-R-A-C-Y. Yes, exactly. T-R-A-C-Y. Okay. And you are everywhere. Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Telegram, LinkedIn. Everything is on the link tree, which makes it super easy to reach out to you and to find you. Thank you. Awesome. I say the words of blessings, love, and peace with intention to continue to bless your life and to bless all the people you are reaching out because it's beautiful the reach you have. 
it's beautiful how you you radiate love, peace, joy. Vera Joy Waters, I know that's flowing. <laughs> I'm being um, guided to to remind everyone how powerful prayer is too. You know, you got your meditation, you're visualizing your gratitude, but putting them in words on paper or speaking out or even in your mind, how powerful that is. So just, I really, I really do want to inspire those who are struggling with mental illness, with addictions, with anything that's holding you back and feeling stuck in your current circumstance, feeling stuck in the identity that you or somebody else has given to you, that you can reimagine yourself. And through those words alone, written, spoken, thought, it's going to start growing. So imagine yourself that 2.0 you. Imagine what you can do to improve your life because every one little thing at a time that you can do, one minute at a time, what can I do to uplift my life? It will start paying back. It will start working. And that's what I live by. Sometimes, sometimes, you know, I, I how I told you that back in high school and college, I was totally scared of the future and what was going to come and how, what am, how am I going to do all this? And it was all like, how am I going to do it? What am I going to do? And now it's, what can I do in this moment? Don't think so far in the future. Think, what can I do in the moment now? And what God, what do I need to do right now? And it's just one step at a time, so by moment by moment. So it works. It works. It truly does. <laughs> it truly does. I I am also a living proof how much it does. Thank you. Yes. Thank Your you story is amazing as well. All right. All right. Tracy, it's an honor to have you. Thank you. And we're going to do it all over again because I absolutely love it. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate this. Oh.